That's quite the reminder, wouldn't you say? That Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. No matter what happens or what we fear or worry about, Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. Our Psalter, our Psalm reading today is going to come from Psalm 119, 105. We're going to read verses 102 through 105 of Psalm 119. We invite you to follow along in your own personal Bible and your pew Bible and the pew in front of you or on the back of the order of worship. Where the psalmist writes these words. I do not turn away from your ordinances, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite classes when I was at Mississippi College was a class. It was a night class. And typically, you don't enjoy night classes, you know. Uh, I've never been a big night class fan. I, I, I just didn't do well in that setting. I like to be able to, I don't know. I, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in school when it's dark, you know. You shouldn't be in night class or really morning classes. The Lord didn't intend for that. So I don't like those type classes. But this class I took was one of my favorite classes I ever took in school. It was a night class. It was called Adventure-Based Counseling. I mean, come on. That's a great name for a class, adventure-based counseling. What it was is we would drive out to our professor's home. It was off-site, so we'd drive out to his house. We're in his house, in his backyard. He had built all manner of obstacle courses, zip lines, all the different kind of obstacle courses you'd find in a place like uh, Wesley Pines or Twin Lakes or something like that. And what we do is our class was basically over the course of the semester, we would do an obstacle course. You know, we would, we would do the ropes course or do the whatever. And then we, when we finished doing it, we would then go inside his house and we would talk about it. We would talk about what we experienced and talk about what we felt or how do we work together as a team or just whatever, whatever was going on in our mind because the class was called Adventure-Based Counseling. It was using these different obstacles or different adventures as a way to help people understand themselves better, as a way to kind of break through in different things. It was designed for those going into ministry or those that would be doing counseling. It was, it was a really fun class. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, an easy A. You know, when you're, when you're in chemistry, you're looking for all the easy A's you can get because typically your, your chemistry classes are not easy A's. They're usually really hard C's. Um, so uh, it was a fun class, but I enjoyed it. I, it was a great class. There was one obstacle we did that I can never remember the name of what the obstacle was called, but this is what it was. Dr. Jackson had taken, um, you know, those, those old wooden light poles you still see where, you know, that the, 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 the wires running off of and all those type of things. Well, Dr. Jackson had gotten a wood light pole and put it up in his backyard. Then along the side of the light pole, he'd put the little, little handles. And what the obstacle was is you had to climb up the, up the, up the, up the light pole. You were, by the way, you were harnessed in the entire time. You were harnessed. So you had to climb up it. And then you had to, when you got to the top of it, you had to get up and you had to balance yourself on the top of that light pole. And then you had to jump to a trapeze bar. And catch it and swing. Now, you know, the trapeze bar was probably close for me to this door. I mean, it was not far. But in my mind, I was jumping the Grand Canyon. So I climb up this stupid light pole. And I get on top of it. And I got size 13 feet, y'all. 
These big old clodhoppers are not doing well on the top of a stupid light pole. It's ridiculous. So I climb up it, and I'm sitting there, and then, I, then I'm swaying. It's like I'm fixing to fall off because I have no balance because I'm not an athlete. And so, and so I'm sitting there. I'm about to fall off the stupid thing. And then I've got to jump and catch the trapeze bar. So I, I, I get ready, and I, I just leap as hard as I can. And then I, I had so much adrenaline going Instead of catching the trapeze bar, like, I hit it in my stomach and, like, I double over, and then I got to grab onto it, and I'm hanging on. It's like I'm going to die. It's just utterly ridiculous. And it was just, and then he let me down. Of course, everybody made fun of me because everybody's mean to me in my life. And so, and there it was. So I'm sitting there thinking through about this. I knew intellectually that I was harnessed in. I mean, I, I, I knew I wasn't going to die. I, I knew intellectually I was harnessed in. I knew in my heart that I wasn't going to die. I knew that I was harnessed in there. It wasn't nothing going to happen. I knew these things. But it was completely and utterly terrifying to come up that thing and to jump into the unknown. Even though I knew it. Even though intellectually, I knew I was going to be fine. Even though I knew intellectually, nothing was going to happen. Even though I knew I had nothing to be afraid of. To climb up that thing, to balance yourself, and to jump into that unknown was completely terrifying. Today's psalm that we read from is one of my... Uh, we're, we're, I'm working on the Rooted in Christ. Many of you, if you're on the Rooted in Christ plan, you got a text this week from me asking for feedback as we think about next year's plan, what we're going to do. And one of the things I'm thinking about doing is having a week or two where I kind of throw out some of my favorite chapters in the Bible to read a little bit more in depth. And, and, and Holly said, there's no way you can limit it to that many because everything you read, you say, oh, that's one of my favorite passages. Everything you read is one of your favorite passages. Psalm 119 is one of my favorite psalms. Um, it's, a lo- it's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's, 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 it's hundreds of, of verses long. Because what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a psalm that the psalmist basically took the Hebrew alphabet and took each letter and would write a stanza. Basically, that was a psalm. It was a stanza reflecting upon the law of God, respecting upon the word of God, respecting, reflecting upon God's glory and God's grandeur as seen through his law. It's, it's a beautiful psalm. It talks a lot of wisdom and, and God's ability to understand and God's ability to give you, give you knowledge and perception. It, it's, it's a really beautiful psalm. But I've always liked, I've always liked that, um, that, that passage we read at 105. 105. Um, I don't know how many of y'all had this experience, but I, I grew up in the summers going to Bible school. I mean, there wasn't much else to do out in the country during the summer but go to Bible school. So I think well, I went to every Bible school in Lincoln and Pike County growing up. Mom was always shuffling me off to Bible school. I must have drank so much red Kool-Aid, those little butter cookies that you put on your finger. I mean, it's amazing I turned into a tomato I drank so much red Kool-Aid. I must have got saved 15 times because I'd because I'd bow my head and close my eyes every time to get one of those cookies, man. Whatever you want me to confess, I'd do. Just give me one of them cookies. Those things are good. But I remember starting off at Bible school at my, at my church and then at other churches. We had, you know, we'd start off sometimes with the Pledge of Allegiance and then the Pledge to the, to the Christian flag. But then I remember we, we did, I don't know if any of y'all remember doing a Pledge to the Bible. I don't know if any of y'all remember that. And I remember the Pledge was a Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible, God's Holy Word. And I'll make a lamp to my feet. 
and a light into my path. And I will hide his words in my heart that I will not sin against God. I've always, I did that 40 years ago probably. But to this day, I remember that. I will hide his words, it will be a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. And I will hide his words in my heart that I will not sin against God. I love that psalm. That word's a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. I love that. God will always give us enough light. God will give us that light. But here's, here's, here's the difficult thing about lights and lamps. They don't always give us enough light for 10 steps from now. God will always, always, always give us enough light for our next faithful step. But God does not always give us enough light for 10 steps from now. And I don't like that. I want 10 steps from now. I want 10 I want to know what the future holds. I want to know the unknowns. I, I don't want to live in uncertainty. I don't care about the next step sometimes as I care about 10 steps from now. And so I get so focused on 10 steps from now that I don't always use his light to take that next faithful step. God will always give us enough light for the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. And if we will faithfully live into the life that he has shown us for that next step, he will have us where he wants us 10 steps from now. He doesn't always show us 10 steps from now because we might not go. I might not like where 10 steps from now takes me. It might not be the path that I would have chosen for myself. It might not be what I would do for myself. He doesn't always show us 10 steps because we might not go there on our own free will. But if he shows us enough light for the next step and the next step and the next step, in 10 steps from now, we'll be exactly where he needs us to be. But we spend so much time worrying about 10 steps from now we aren't always faithful with that next step that God is calling us to. God has a way of taking us where he needs us. Taking us where he needs us. <laughs> Talking about moves in the church. Holly always told me, he said, Andy, I'll go with you anywhere but Jackson. But sometimes I just look at her and laugh. Because this wouldn't have necessarily been the path that we would have chosen in life. But it's the path God wanted for us. I remember sitting one day with Sam Morris on the Temple Mount in Israel, thinking to myself, how in the world did a boy whose daddy killed his mama and grew up off a dirt road in the middle of nowhere wind up sitting on the Temple Mount with Sam Morris? There's no way I could have planned that. <laughs> There's no way. There's, my mind couldn't fathom that 10 step. There's no way growing up where I grew up that I could have fathomed that I would be doing that. That's not 10 steps I would have picked out for myself. But it was 10 steps that God guided me to. Because you take that next faithful step and that next faithful step and that next faithful step and God will guide you where he wants you. We don't always know the 10 steps from now. We don't. But God will always grant us enough light for the next 
step. His word has promised us that. So, this month in stewardship, we've talked about fear. First week, we talked about how the disciples, after the resurrection, went and locked the door of their house because they were afraid of the religious leaders. And so, out of fear, they locked the door. And how sometimes, out of fear, we lock the doors within our life. The next week, we talked about how Jesus said, take up your cross, and how, how we're afraid to die to ourselves. Because we die to ourselves, God's, we know God's going to call us to be a missionary in Africa. We just know it. And we don't want to do that. So we don't die to ourselves because we like our life. But in the end, we're still usually miserable because we're not being faithful. Last week, we talked about how we have the fear of enough. Do we really, as a church, have enough to do whatever God's calling us to do? And yes, we do. And do we in our family, do we in our own families have enough to be faithful to what God's calling us to do? And as Frank said, yes, we do. Well, today is fear of that next step. I'm sure, I'm no scholar of history. I'm more of a layman with history. I'm sure there's been more anxious times in the life of our nation, but boy, it's hard to think of one, isn't it? And so, so many of us now are afraid of those next 10 steps from now because of what's going to happen. There's anxiety within our families. There's, there's anxieties about the Methodist church. There's anxieties about all these things. We're afraid. We're afraid of 10 steps from now. So I don't know that I can take a step because I don't know 10 steps from now. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. I know that God's good. And I know that God has used St. Matthew's for the good of my family. I know that God has used St. Matthew's for my own good. And I know that the God that has brought us to this spot is the same God that will continue to bring us to the next spot. The God that has called us to take this step is the same God that will lead us to the next step and the next step and the next step. I don't know the mysteries of the future. I don't know how all things turn out, but I know who holds the future. And I know that my God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whom shall I fear because of the Lord? I know I cannot let the fears or the worries or the doubts or all these things that flow through my human flesh to keep me from taking that next faithful step. God will always give us light for the next step. And yes, we can cower in fear, or we can be consumed by worry, or we can be overwhelmed by doubt, or we can simply take the next step that God has called us to take. I have no control over 10 steps from now, but I have control over how I am faithful today. And I believe that is all God is concerned about, is how will I take that next faithful step in this moment. We cannot, we must not, we will not live our lives cowered by fear. We cannot, we will not, we must not allow our faithful steps to be darkened by the doubts and worries of 10 steps from now. We must simply, through the grace of God, be faithful in this moment and the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And if we are faithful in these moments, our God, who is always faithful, will be faithful to us. Because I don't know about you, 
but my God is good. And he has never failed me yet, nor will he ever fail me. Whom shall I fear? So for us, the question is this. We take that next faithful step. Whatever it is he's calling us to. By the way, that different step, that step looked different for all of us. For some of us, that next faithful step is, is really truly, truly committing to this life of this church. For others, it's tithing. For others, it's starting to give. For others, it's, it's teaching a class. For some of y'all, it's giving your heart to Jesus Christ. I don't know. But I know in our lives, we all have a next faithful step. We all have a next faithful step. And God will give us light. God will give us light. For us to take that step, he will. Will you take it? We're going to conclude our service during our closing and invitational hymn. We've been using this door a lot. On the other side of the door is our commitment, our commitment cards, our, our place to put in our commitment cards. The, if you, uh, I pray that you've been praying about if you'll make a commitment, if you choose to make a commitment this year, and you want to turn your card in today, we invite you to come forward and walk through the door. Walk through this door of trust and faith and place your commitment card on the other side of the open door that God has called us to. If you haven't taken a commitment card yet or you haven't just prayed about or decided what you're going to do, there's still time to turn it in. We would encourage you to pray about that and turn it in the next week or so. You can also do on, go online. Go to our website. It's backslash commit. Just go to stm-umc.org backslash commit. You can commit to the church that way. And by the way, maybe you're a guest. Maybe you don't, want, maybe you don't even like our church. Maybe you've been in this church forever. You don't even like us. You don't like me. You don't like Tim. Well, everybody likes Tim. don't like me. You like Tim. And you don't want to give. Well, I hope you pray about that. But you've got a next step in your life some way. I'm going to invite you to come in the closing song and walk through this door symbolically to say to God you're willing to take that next step, whatever it is. So I pray that wherever you find yourself, either financially or within your time or just in your very life, that you're willing to be obedient to God and take that next faithful step wherever he's calling you to. Our God has been faithful to us. We know that he will never fail us. So as we close with our final song, the altar is open and the door is open. Won't you come? I can hear my say.